Hello! From Wonder Media Network, I'm Jenny Kaplan, and this is Encyclopedia Womanica. In case you're just tuning in, here's the deal. Every weekday for a year, we're telling the stories of women from around the world and throughout history who you may or may not know about, but definitely should. Each episode is five minutes, and each month has a theme. For the month of July, we've been talking about dreamers, women who should be remembered for their creative accomplishments. Today, we're talking about a late 16th century scholar and poet, a savant who influenced countless writers from her era and beyond. Let's talk about the legendary Mary Sidney. Mary Sidney was born on October 27, 1561 in Wales. Her father, Sir Henry Sidney, was serving as Lord Governor of the Marches of Wales. Her mother, Mary Dudley, was the daughter of the Earl of Northumberland and a personal friend of Queen Elizabeth herself. Mary and her younger sister Ambrosia were very well educated for women at the time. Their studies included Latin, French, and Italian, as well as more traditionally feminine pursuits like needlework and music. Following Ambrosia's death in 1575, Queen Elizabeth invited Mary to come to court to escape what she called the unpleasant heir of Wales. When Mary turned 15, she married Henry Herbert, the Earl of Pembroke, and one of the richest men in England. That made her the mistress of Pembroke Estate at Wilton, among many other properties. Under Mary's leadership, Wilton became a paradise for poets and a haven for the study of science and literature. Many prominent poets worked there in what was known as the Wilton Circle, a salon-style literary group that included Edmund Spencer, Samuel Daniel, Michael Drayton, Ben Johnson, and Sir John Davies. Philosopher and writer John Aubrey wrote that Wilton House was like a college. There were so many and ingenious persons, she was the greatest patroness of wit and learning of any lady in her time. Mary's brother, Philip Sidney, was also part of the Wilton House crew. He wrote much of his Arcadia there and began writing an English lyric version of the Book of Psalms. He had completed 43 of the 150 Psalms when he died in a military campaign against the Spanish in the Netherlands in 1586. After his death, Mary finished the translation of the Psalms known as a Psalter. The outstanding lyrical quality of this project, now known as the Sydney Psalms, was universally appealing. It was a seminal work of English poetry of the 16th and 17th centuries. Acclaimed poet John Donne even wrote that the English church wasn't officially reformed until it had been modeled after this Psalter. Mary also wrote the drama Antonius and an elegy for her brother Philip entitled The Doleful Lay of Clorinda. The play Antonius was likely a source of inspiration for both Samuel Daniel's 1594 drama Cleopatra and William Shakespeare's 1607 play, Antony and Cleopatra. Speaking of Shakespeare, Mary and her husband were patrons of the Pembroke's Men Playing Company, one of the early groups to perform Shakespeare's plays. Beyond her prolific writing and poetry, Mary had a slew of other interests. She loved shooting pistols and playing cards, and she even had a chemistry lab at Wilton where she developed medicines and invisible ink. In 2006, Scholar Robin P. Williams theorized, based on circumstantial evidence, that Mary was secretly behind some of Shakespeare's plays and sonnets. The knowledge used in the plays, like sailing, archery, alchemy, and more, corresponded with Mary's many interests. Williams also theorized that some of Shakespeare's sonnets 
could have actually been written by Mary Sidney and directed to her lover, Dr. Matthew Lister. Though these claims are unsubstantiated, they're a testament to Mary's ability and influence. Mary passed away in 1621 at age 59, but her renowned work and influence live on. Her poetic epitaph, which is ascribed to Ben Jonson, but is more likely to have been written in an earlier form by poets William Brown and Mary's son, William, summarizes how she was regarded in her own day. Underneath this sable hearse lies the subject of all verse, Sidney's sister, Pembroke's mother, Death, ere thou hast slain another fair and learned and good as she, time shall throw a dart at thee. Tune in tomorrow for the story of another dreamer you wish you'd learned about in school. This month of Encyclopedia Womanica is brought to you by Casper. Casper mattresses and products let today's dreamers get the sleep they need to turn their dreams into reality. Special thanks to the one and only Liz Kaplan, my favorite sister and the brain behind this amazing collection of women. Talk to you tomorrow.